to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, it's always fun when we're going to decide what to podcast about because it's not like we don't know what's coming and it's not like we don't have lots of thoughts. I know and yet there's some times where we're just like, quick get it on the calendar. What, what, what are we going to talk about? So what are we talking about in two hours? <laughs> and I don't want to just make stuff up. I want it to be relevant and thoughtful and important. Yeah. And then I think about all the smart people that podcast. And then I wonder why are people listening to our podcast at all? Cause I'm not that kind of person. It's our charming personalities. I think it might be actually, I hope that people feel invited into authentic friendship yes. and a little bit of wisdom in our conversations. I was going to say a whole bunch of other sassy things, but we should probably just tighten it up right there. Yeah. That's so, leave it there. Thank God for our friend Amanda, who responded Ooh. to our Facebook <laughs> question. Was, yeah. I was like, hey, what should we uh, record the podcast on? Any thoughts? So any listeners right now that are scratching their heads over something today, quick, fire off a question to us. You will not get an answer, but you'll sure have fun listening to our muddled response. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I keep it people's expectations low? It's a good best policy. Best policy. I think that's how our friendship operates so yeah. well. I think I've mentioned this a lot yeah. of times when I'm like, oh, Amy, I don't have any food in my house. And you're like, it's okay. I have low expectations. And then I know yeah. the magic to our friendship is low, low expectations. <laughs> so we love listener questions. Yep. We love Amanda. One of the questions she asked us was, how do we overcome other people's judgments? Mm-hmm. Amy? <laughs> that's a really intense face you're giving oh, me that you look is really interesting well i just because somehow in my head what i thought we were starting with wasn't that i thought we were going to talk about shoes well i know but i was like we already had a delightful intro oh, so okay we can save that for another one because we're going to record again right after this okay and i was just like my face was i know wait a minute the way i thought this was going isn't going what's happening and i was like will amy catch on to what i'm doing here and then i was like she didn't i didn't clearly so, i didn't <laughs> So should I make a judgment about you now, or should we go with the other lighthearted intro we talked about? Let's just continue on like that was the intro, and and everyone will one be wondering, what well, what was their other one going to be? Because stay tuned, we're going to record another one in an hour, and you get to listen to it in two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> Build up we some anticipation. So delightful. And the beauty of our friendship is how free it is of judgment. Yep, but it's true. It is a reality. Yes. Of the world we live in and um, our humanity that we both experience the judgments of others and we make judgments mm-hmm. of others. But it is not as much fun to be on the receiving end. Yeah. And that was one of the, the things that Amanda brought up was like, how how do we, I can't remember the exact, but kind of how do we deal with other people's judgments towards us? Yeah. Um, I, I personally just think they suck. And then I don't want to talk to them or look at them or think about them again, except for I think about them all day long and how wrong they are. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. As I was like thinking through this whole thing, I was like, so interesting. Because often, you know, when we it, when we feel or experience people's judgments towards us, one of our self-protection modes is to then like be in judgment towards them. And all of a sudden you find yourself <sighs> in this like... How dare they think that about me? They're like so they mean. They like all of a sudden you're like doing the exact same thing towards them that you didn't want towards you. Ugh. 
Yeah, exactly. There's got to be a better way. Do you know how often I think, oh my goodness, I'm just partnering with the same spirit, but it looks different because it's on my self-righteous end. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Because internally we have a lot of reasons why it's legit. (laughs) Ah, yes. And so, man, like a real, really authentically like further up and further in moment for me is if I want to mature spiritually and walk with God, one of the first things I need to not do is partner with the same spirit that's coming towards me mm, mm-hmm. in whatever way it is. But man, judgment, it's so quick and easy. Mm. And so one of the first things I wrote down when I was just sort of musing on this for myself, thinking about some of my own experiences this weekend, and then this listener question that we're going to talk about was that it's such a spiritual battle. Mm, mm-hmm. And not to over-spiritualize it, like this is just the enemy. No, I have soul in this as well. My yeah. own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. My own life experience, which is in some ways body. Uh, but really and truly, the spiritual aspect of this cannot be overlooked. Mm, yeah. Yeah, judgment, uh, it, it's sneaky. Mm-hmm. And it like takes us out of walking in the way that God has called us to walk. Yeah, and it baits offense. Right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Judgment yep. and offense kind of go hand in hand They're there. Almost like the flip side of the same coin. Yeah. Because then as soon as I'm offended and hurt and I'm defending myself and then making judgments backwards, I am absolutely caught up in a cycle. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think acknowledging the spiritual part of it is really helpful for me because I don't think you can break out of that cycle of mm. offense, judgment, offense, judgment, offense, judgment by an act of your will very quickly or easily. Yeah. But when I directly go for the spiritual root of it, my soul and my mind have a chance. Mm. Before we get into to that part, I think it might be good maybe to just break down what we actually mean, mean by judgment. Because okay. I've had conversations with people mm-hmm. that uh, what I'm meaning by judgment and what they're meaning are two different things. Or actually what I'm meaning, they're like, well, no, that's okay. Like we're called to evaluate people's actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, good one, Amy. Amy so for the clarity win right? again. So maybe we just need to like really articulate. Yes, let's start there. Yeah. So when I think of judgments in this context, it's not just the evaluation of people's actions or saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you the last four times you haven't followed through. I'm not sure if you're, you know, the pattern of behavior that it's assigning motives yes to the behavior so So it's not naming facts right not saying like hey you've been late four times but it's like you've been late four times because you don't care about me yeah you're selfish you're selfish you're lazy yeah all you do is think about yourself yeah so it's like the assigning of motives when we can't actually assign motives because we don't know what's going on internally for people And we can think we have drawn really obvious conclusions based on actions. Yeah. That is always actually going to be through our filter and our paradigm. Yeah. It could be true and it might not be. Yep. So we might be right about the motives or we might not. But Jesus was so clear. It's in both Matthew 7 and Luke 6. Like it's repeated in the Gospels in some Mm -hmm. different iterations. But it's don't judge. Yeah. So that you won't be judged. And I think that's a really stern warning. Mm -hmm. That we don't make judgments of others. Yeah. But this question was... Um, how do we overcome other people's judgments? Yeah. So that brings another nuance to the conversation. Oh, totally. Is it a good question to ask, how do we know they're judging us? 
I, I guess so. Oh, now I'm offended. You don't like my question. I get, well, no, no it's I'm true. Like kidding. I was thinking, right? Like, <laughs> totally I think it you. is, but it's like, the thing is, is like, and maybe I'm wrong on this judgment or say it's not a judgment. Say they're calling you out on mm-hmm. a behavior that mm-hmm. is like, there's no, like just strictly, this is what I've seen. This is what you said you were going to do. And there's a gap. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a few relationships, we will get to experience people who actually, actually, there we go with the word, who have open enough conversations yeah. for us to then know and understand that they have in fact made a judgment. Yeah. I think that's like, that's one thing to address mm-hmm. and we should do that. Yeah. The other thought I'm having right now is um, our friend Scott Whitford that we interviewed a few weeks ago told me about this little informal poll he did during this whole COVID stuff about... Yeah. You know, in his congregation, people choosing to get vaccinated, choosing not to, following regulations, not following regulations, like right, all, the gamut of stuff mm-hmm. that was so divisive for all of us. Mm-hmm. And he asked people, do you think you've made judgments against people who see this whole scenario differently than you do? And like 90% of them said, no, I don't. I mean, 10% are self-aware enough to go, yes, they did. No, <laughs> But like truly feeling like they're not offended by Mm -hmm. the choices other people are making. Then his follow-up question was, do you think other people, the people who see this differently than you are judging you? And like 90% said yes. Yeah. So we perceive judgment Mm -hmm. that may or may not be present. Yeah. So which thing are we addressing right now? Oh, um, can I say both? (laughs) Yes. There is a difference. Uh, yes, there Perceiving is. Perceiving judgment is actually one of those sneaky spiritual strategies. Yeah. Like, why do I think people are offended? Why yeah. do I think they've made a judgment about me? Because they walk away when I come near because mm. they won't make eye contact with me because yeah. I heard they said to somebody else. So that's like a completely different ball of wax yeah. than having a direct conversation, yes. in my opinion. Yes, that totally is. And I think, I mean, I think in both of those things of like perceiving judgment, but also just like straight up experiencing it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the first things we need to do is like take some time and be curious and acknowledge that it's landed. We've noticed it. Yeah. And why have we noticed it? Because I mean, there's some things that I'm sure people have made a judgment about me. Yeah. But because it doesn't you land, so much material to work. I know, with, right? Maybe. Because there's no like soft spot is the only way I can describe it, or pothole, yeah. or or kind of like f- wound. Yeah. For that to land, it it doesn't stick with me. Yeah. You know that I am aware of, right? It's like oh, okay, and move on. Yeah. But I think like we really notice it because it's landed in a place that we already have a wound or soft or pothole or whatever words we want to describe, right? Like if someone's like, Oh, Amy's just so friendly. She's trying to get on everyone's good side. (laughs) Sorry. I know. Wait, if someone was like saying that, I'd be like, okay. Like that wouldn't land anywhere. But if everyone was like, Oh, Amy's so aggressive. She just tries to take over everything. Uh That would land. Uh Uh-huh. That would give you something to really be muddling over in your brain exactly, for a long time. Exactly, right? So I think that's a, a start. It's like, okay, where is, why is it hitting me? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What's... Good yeah. point. Very, very good point. I'm going to add an and. Mm-hmm. People who are not as highly analytical as, as you yeah. are going to be more sensitive. Yes. Because one of the things I admire about you is you're like, whatever, that's so dumb. And you carry mm-hmm. on without giving it the time of day. I would have a bigger margin for what Mm -hmm. I would think through and wonder because I want people to like me. Mm -hmm. 
And you're a little more oblivious too. Like, whatever. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a nice way of describing it. So oblivious to things. No. You know, yeah, I I, can we Increase, re-edit? <laughs> increasingly, I'm like, I like there are some things I really, really notice, and then there's other things I'm like completely oblivious it just rolls to. Off of you. And I mean, <laughs> this is again just highlighting part of the delightful part of our relationship where you're like, I didn't even pick up on that at all. And I'm like, trust me, it is a gift to not yeah. discern everything in the room and have to process whether or not it's actually discernment or or is it me being hypersensitive again? Mm-hmm. So just acknowledging that among our listeners, we're going to have the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. And this is so fun mm-hmm. that we are <laughs> so uniquely different about yeah. this. And I think moving on from that acknowledgement, mm-hmm. some of our strategies are going to be the same for how do we not yeah. live in response to this judgment. Yeah. And it's going to be awfully familiar to anyone who's listened to more than one podcast. <laughs> anyone guess right now we're going to give a pause and right now wherever you are just say out loud what you think we're going to recommend right now to process this yeah so let's see if you were right (laughs) i mean the first thing is forgive okay second thing second okay i'm gonna say first acknowledge oh yeah yeah what we're experiencing yeah so there's going to be a few things there which would be more like our healthy lament tool yeah and in either scenario, whether it, it's my more sensitive temperament mm-hmm. or your more acknowledging factually, man, I really struggle with this. We're going to name mm. that we feel pain. Yes. Yeah. Good whether call. We should or, like whether we should be feeling pain or not. Like, there we go. We could unpack that in a whole other conversation. Yeah. No, we are. We are experiencing a sense of discomfort. Yeah. Be honest about that. And that's going to lead us to more acknowledgments, some of which are... Like for me, we'll just use what we've already talked about. I could say, man, I just recognize I want everybody to like me. Well, that's an unrealistic mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice, but also not essential. Mm-hmm. Your response might be, I have been <laughs> overbearing or mm, like, yeah. I don't know what words you used. And I yeah, don't yeah. want to start using more and then insult <sighs> you more. And then we're going to have to what? process this. <laughs> yeah. And then it would be okay. In the past, I have shown up in an aggressive or overbearing or domineering or too blunt sort of way, right? To just acknowledge, yep, that has been. And And then, then, uh, okay, and am I doing that now? Yeah, and uh, the second one, really, like the second part of that, acknowledging the discomfort is, is there something that's true in this? Because that's Mm. actually so going to disarm the enemy. Yeah. Because sometimes what we are perceiving as people's judgments of us are actually naming accurately something we don't want to deal with. Yeah, or... Naming accurately something we won't want to deal deal with, but delivering it in judgment. Absolutely. And so, you know, to be like, this is so true and just take everything, right. not great. But to be like, this is judgment. Right. All of it's garbage is also not awesome. Right? So, it's the untangling. Yeah. So the spiritual maturity that yeah. we like to see takes us further up and further in is going to be unravel the strategy of the enemy, which is offense, accusation, shame, judgment, mm-hmm. to man, I'm going to redeem this with inviting the Spirit of God into it. What part of this lands with me for a reason? Is there something in me, God, that you want to? Mm. Because he actually does want, actually, see, man, I keep using that word a lot this morning. (laughs) He wants to deal with this stuff in us as we are become unoffendable. So humility is like the best anecdote to offense anyway. Man, there's something to this. And if I bring it to God and deal with it in confession and repentance... The enemy loses any ground he had. Yeah. He, I want him to be disarmed. Mm-hmm. So you could still carry on judging me and I'm just going to be, I'm going to be okay. 
Yeah. Because I named it, acknowledged it before the Father, encountered His grace. Yeah. His unconditional love for me, even though there is an element of truth in this about who I am as a humble human work in progress, mm-hmm. flawed and imperfect. And some of this goes goes back to our episodes we've talked about feedback and stuff like that, yep. where, you know, if we take the posture that the feedback has to be delivered perfectly for us to consider it, yeah. then we're... We're just going to be proud, arrogant. We're, yeah, we're never going to receive the feedback because... No. All of us are learning and figuring out and trying, like, how do we give feedback yeah. and receive it? And all we're doing is building bigger walls oh, yeah. so that we're protected and distanced and yep. all those things. And none of that is the winsome body of Christ. So step one is yes. naming the pain and all that. Yeah. Then step two, forgive. Forgive. Yes. Yes. Right. And again, it's just like forgiving the person because you don't want any, I don't want, as we yeah. go further up and further in, we don't want any space of forgiveness to worm its way in there and offense and bitter. We yeah. don't want that. Yeah. And so that's a tool that we've talked about lots. We mm-hmm. have other episodes, but it, it goes back to, I, they actually did it. We're not saying they didn't. Yeah. Or judgments have been made. And releasing them, what? how did it make me feel? Yeah. Well, we've already figured out our pain. Mm-hmm. So then we're going to break agreement with the stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so that breaking agreement can be so multifaceted. I break agreement with the lie that everybody needs to like me for me to be okay. Yeah. Can be, you know, I break agreement with the lie that I'm overbearing and unloving. Mm-hmm. Those are true things. Also... I just break agreement with rejection. Yeah. So many things come back to rejection. I mean, you can nuance the word with abandonment mm-hmm. and shame and all kinds of other things. And then repent of our judgments yeah. that we've made towards the other person. Yeah. And it's I think in blessing. the breaking agreement, that like to also break agreement with judgment and accusation. Yeah. Just right off the bat, right? Like whether, regardless of how you have partnered with it. Yeah. Because there's been some agreement made. Sure. Absolutely. Whether you've kind of struck back in that spirit or not. And anytime, like, if I've been offended and mulling this over, he said, she said, they did, I did, for any length of time, like an hour or five days, yeah. <laughs> we know then we've actually partnered with the enemy. And that is a big deal. And yeah. if we're going to do a serious act of war on the strategies of the enemy, we're going to name this and deal with it. Yeah. I mean, Satan's name in the original language is accuser. So yeah. as soon as we start accusing the other person, we are caught in a cycle. Yeah. And we want to break agreement with yeah. that and realign ourselves to Just incredibly Jesus. powerful. Instead of trying and fighting so hard to get off the hamster wheel of offense yeah. and judgment, it's like, no, we are going after the root of this. Yeah. And it blows up the hamster wheel in a way. Mm-hmm. And so then, name the pain, yep. do the forgiveness step, and then what are we going to do? And then we're going to... After we break agreement, we're going to uh, break soul, ungodly soul ties. Yeah. Cross the Jesus between me and this person. Yeah. All parts out of godly order. Send back to them. Take. We've talked about this before and our tool is there. Yeah. But again, the thing of like any sort of twisting of the connection between me and another person, yeah. I want that cleared up. Yeah. To be able to connect with them in the way that God has created whatever God-ordained relationship is yeah. there. To connect in that way. And we have an ungodly soul tie because we've allowed them to define us or we've started to define them. Yeah. And so we just cut it off in the name of Jesus. And then to be able to say, I bless and keep the relationship God has for us. I mean, there might not be a relationship God has for you actually at this time, depending on who it is and what it is. For sure, if it's your spouse, you guys, I'm sorry, but you need to bless and keep the relationship God has for you. Uh, But even, you know, within our church congregations, God has some level of relationship for Mm -hmm. us. Um, and their church congregations are full of people 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that so are going true. to be complicated in some ways. Yeah. So when it comes to the perceived judgment, whether we do mm-hmm. or don't know, another curious question is what story am I telling myself? Mm, yeah. 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 That's Man, a really good one. You get so caught up in telling yourself a story about what they think. Oh, and yeah. it might be so believable. You might be able to come in with all your facts and information and everything else. And that's like, again, you're just caught in that same cycle Yeah. of making judgments about them mm-hmm. or the ungodly soul tie, yeah, allowing them to define you in some way. So if you're telling yourself a story based on some facts, but you actually don't know they think, they think, they think, they think, stop mm. it. <laughs> yeah. There is a stop it place. I think another reason sometimes stuff lands with us is because we've made a judgment about ourselves. Mm, mm -hmm. That would be one of those little pothole buttons Mm -hmm. that I just want to circle around to. And I love that Paul, I don't know how many times I've come back to Paul. I think I am more on the end of the spectrum where I'm scared that I'm overlooking something about myself that I should be looking at. Mm. So I lean a little more that way. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, 3, I don't even judge myself. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so I have been judging myself. Also, just another little thread there that when a judgment lands, it's like, do I actually kind of believe that I'm a little bit this way? Yeah. Not like God has said. Because when I deal with the stuff with God, what God ends up saying is you're covered in me. Mm -hmm. And this is not an identity statement. I am so aggressive or I am so pathetic or... (laughs) Yeah. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think something then just like practically, sometimes, right, if we're in continued relationship with this person, it's coming up again and again, depending on the relationship, there might need to be a conversation with the person. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not saying like any time there's any sort of whiff, you're like, well, hey, I felt... But realistically, but it would be fun to say that. <laughs> but <laughs> those right? are conversations right? I have There's in my some head. things that practically in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Does a conversation need to happen around this? Actually, another question is, how much of my life do I want to expose to this person? Mm-hmm. Right, because sometimes it is there needs to maybe be boundaries after you've done through everything. Maybe yep. had com- or something where you realize, like actually, the level of judgment that is coming, it, I. I need to have some appropriate boundaries here, right? Again, not like, I feel judged. I'm cutting you out. That is not what I'm saying. Exactly. Hear that very clear. But having tried to work through this and recognizing that my conversations aren't going to magically, this continues to boggle my mind. I'm sure that when we have a meaningful conversation where we explain things out, we're all going to be fine. And it turns out we're not. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say, I'm going to, you know, continue to honor this person as a human. So for mm-hmm. me, I mean, if I can't make eye contact with them and authentically wish them well, I know I still have some work to do. Mm-hmm. But I also don't have to have every conversation with them. And I don't have to keep on persisting and trying to have a deep and meaningful relationship with them. I get to say, man, just bless them in the journey they're on with Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's important just to... Yeah. To say that that's a possibility. It totally is. And it's such a hard thing for me because I am so convinced Mm -hmm. that I can work this out. And also that I want to. Like Mm -hmm. I would love if I could have that level of relationship with everybody where there's nothing hidden and everything's good. But we can't. Mm -hmm. However, when it comes to somebody in a close relationship with us, often like they're they're not as optional a relationship. Family members, marriage, all those kind of things. Church... Some of our church relationships have to be mm-hmm. a little bit, how do we walk in that tension where we feel like we haven't moved past this judgment, but we know we're supposed to stay connected? I think you just got, uh, well, maybe that's 
vigilant, but not in the hypervigilant sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Take care of your own crap. Aware. aware. That's a better way. Like, aware. Yeah. Right? O- aware of, okay? Deal with the stuff that you can deal with on your end. Yeah. As best as you can. And I and- think, looking in my own life story, that this is where God has done some of his best work in mm. grounding me in my identity. Yeah. And, I mean, it's harder not to let people close to us define us. Yeah. And it's harder not to live in reaction to their judgments. That's where I will find a little nuance that I find myself constantly hedging. So I'm going to prepare myself for this judgment and I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to, because there they go again, right? And that, man, those loops can come up so quickly and it's just like, no, right there, stop and address it. And aware how much I then partner in the same spirit Mm. is where God wants me to grow. Yeah. And also something that I have found helpful is, being like, okay, Jesus, how do you want me to show up in this relationship? Yeah. Right? As I'm walking through all this, it's like, okay, what does it look like to respond in your love? Yeah. And look to Jesus for him to give you ideas and actions and thoughts and all that stuff. So good. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of James 2.13, where it says mercy triumphs over mm-hmm. judgment. And sometimes that verse gets skewed to be like, oh, I just won't have any boundaries and I'll just let everything roll. And that's not mercy. What you just described when I asked Jesus, how do you want me to show up? Is there some act that I am supposed to do intentionally that is for me connecting mm-hmm. uh, rather than withdrawing and self-protecting? Is there words that I can speak? Are there thoughts you want me to think? How do you want me to pray for this person is where I am then intentionally not partnering with the judgment, but I'm engaged with mercy. Mm -hmm. And mercy says, you're so valuable to me and I love you so much that I'm not going to partner with judgment. I'm going to respond to you from a place of the same kind of love that I've received from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's incredibly powerful. And that will lead us all further up and further in. Thank you.